0: Tuesday, October 16th, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from Denver, Colorado, right here in the Mile High City. Hey, we get together every single weekday. We talk sports with a dose of common sense. Hopefully we can make you smile once or twice at the world of sports. We don't have to be so serious when we watch our sporting events out there, do we? Try to make you laugh at least once or twice. Hey, we are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Tuesday to you. If you would like to contact us, Maybe, I don't know, let us know how your Monday was. Maybe let us know what you thought of the show yesterday. Or maybe you have a question, you have a comment, you have a suggestion. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or feel free to go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. And you can follow us over there as well. Both of those handles are at Daily Dos Sports. We do post a link to the podcast every single day over there. Sometimes we will throw up a random thought here or there. So you can always feel free to follow us over there. Today on the show. We do have something a little different for you this week. We have some things to take care of this week, but never fear because we have some more of the best of the Daily Dose here for you today. Today, we are flashing way back in time. We are going back once again to December of 2014, and we are going to check out some of the early podcasts from back when we first started. We talk a little NFL, we actually have a Christmas wish list we like to do that every year. And yes, we even have another daily dose top 5 for you today on this Tuesday. No, it's not Friday. It is Tuesday, but we are flashing back to a previous episode of the show. Sit back, relax and enjoy a flashback episode of the Daily Dose. Wednesday, December 24, 2014, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. And I am your host, Clint, Daily Sports Writer, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. You know, we're bringing you our Christmas episode today. We talk sports every single week, and, and we try to give you just a little bit different outlook on the sports stories that you care the most about. Uh, we do release a new podcast every single Wednesday. You can download it on iTunes. You can download it on uh, Podomatic uh, every single week. Listen to it when it is convenient for you, whether that is out for a walk, whether you're working out, whether you're uh, driving, uh, sitting in traffic, nothing else to do, uh, whatever you've got going. The great thing about the podcast, and, and and like we've talked about before, you may have listened to the Daily Dose uh, in a different format. The great thing about the podcast is it allows you, you know, you can hit pause, You got to go run and do some stuff. You know what I'm starting to hear? I'm starting to hear a lot of people uh, from from a few people on, on Twitter, a few people uh, just personally have said, you know what I really like doing? I turn on the podcast, I, I put the headphones on at work, I'm sitting in my boring cubicle with nothing else to do, I put the podcast on at work, I do some work, I'm listening to it, I get to hear a few different takes, I get to f- hear a few different things that are going on in sports, uh, and, and it kind of helps my day at work go just a little bit faster, and not be quite as painful. Uh, so great to hear from you. I appreciate the feedback anytime. Hey, we've got a lot of things to get to today. Today, we are bringing you, like I said, our Christmas special. We've got a holiday special coming for you. Uh, A couple things to touch on today. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL. Uh, Pro Bowl selections came out. We're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up. The playoff picture is beginning to take some serious, serious shape, and we can start to see some of the things that are coming down. Going to talk a little bit of college football. Bowl games, obviously, are going. Got a little bit of of coach movement. Got a number of things to get to on that. We're going to talk a little bit of NBA today. Uh, I am actually going to give you my Christmas list today too. Uh, so give you my Christmas list, a couple things that I am really, really hoping to find under the tree or in the stocking. Uh, you know, tomorrow it's coming up very, very quickly, trying to get everything finished. And as usual, we will be bringing you our daily dose top five list that we do a very popular segment on the daily dose sports podcast. Uh, and, and just so you know, uh, it's Christmas themed. We do have a little bit of a holiday theme to it today here on the Christmas special. Hey, do you have your shopping done? Are you ready? I mean, it's in a few hours. It's in a few hours. And if you have, if you have children or, or younger siblings or just a, you know, a young person in the house, uh, it's in even less than then what you were thinking. Uh, it's not just a few hours. It's even less than that. It's coming very, very quickly. They may be up at a uh, 1201 tonight waking you up. Uh, so are you ready? Did you get everything? Are you having to go by the gas station and, and pick your wife up a pair of jumper cables? I hope not. I hope you're a little bit on time. Are you having to go to Walmart and, and pick through the leftover boxes and you've got to get that, uh, that terrible box of cologne perfume? It's got some like a soap on a rope in it, you know those hideous gifts that that you don't want. It's called like you know strange. We all remember that one. Are you, are you? Did you get your shopping done? Are things knocked out? You know we put a lot of pressure on ourselves for Christmas, don't we? We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Hey, I just have to find the perfect gift and the perfect tree and the perfect ornament with the perfect lights to give to this person that I probably don't even like that much. Hey, couple things coming out. Uh, breaking news wise for one, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the NBA, uh, here in a few minutes, but, uh, the, the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers last night somehow knock off the Golden State Warriors. Somehow they beat the Golden State Warriors by 10. By 10. Which is not that, that big of a story. Hey, it's the NBA. I, I, I guess anything can happen. I don't know. But what's interesting is that Kobe Bryant didn't play. Kobe didn't play, and they beat the Warriors, the best team, at least record-wise, in the league. Remember when they were just like a week ago? They were Charmin. They were so soft. They were Charmin. Kobe was yelling at people, screaming at his GM. And now they're beating the the Warriors without him, without him in the lineup. Now, I'm not quite ready to say they're better off without him, but the ball does seem to move remarkably well when he's not in the lineup, does it not? When, When he's not going eight for 30, doesn't doesn't it seem like the just they have a little more continuity, a little more movement? I don't know. You wonder what Kobe's thinking as he watches that. Is he is he taking credit and saying, "Well, hey, it's good thing I called him Sharman. That's what fixed it." I don't know. I don't. I know this. I know Mitch Kupchak can't wait for him to get out of there. He's counting down the days. Hey, a uh, a test on on uh, Cleveland Cavaliers center Anderson. Virajow has shown that he has a torn Achilles and will miss the remainder of the season. Cleveland Cavaliers are not looking good as it is. As it is, they are real, real hit and miss. I, I realize they they brought in, you know, they've got LeBron, they've got Love, they've got all these guys, but you don't have much of a presence inside. And they were already looking to go get someone. They were already looking to try to find someone and see if they couldn't uh, go get a big man, and now it looks like they're going to have to do that even more. One one player they may be interested in is Timothy Mozgov of the Denver Nuggets. They need a big man, and Mozgov could fill that need. I don't know if they uh if they have anything that that Denver would want or if they have anything to offer, but they might be looking for a big man because they already don't look good. You know, the, you have to wonder if LeBron is just looking around, going, "What did I do? What did I do?" I expect them to get better. Again, I've told you in the past, I expect the Cavaliers to improve. Let's see how they start to look in, in January. Let's see if they start to show in some improvement. This doesn't help, though. Now you've got a, the only big man that you you did have that was worth anything. Uh Now he's down and, and out for the season with a torn Achilles. So uh Cavaliers will miss Virgil. There's no question about that. The NFL uh, released their Pro Bowl selections, and the Denver Broncos lead the way with nine Pro Bowlers on that roster. Let's let's jump in and and, and let's get to the NFL. Uh, you saw the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. A couple takeaways that I get from this game. Uh, for one, let's be real clear: the Bengals had a lot more on the line than Denver did, and I don't put it all on that. I don't put it all on that. I'll be honest. I was shocked that Andy Dalton, when he went out and threw that pick six to open the game, I was shocked that they bounced back. But they get the big run from the running back. Cincinnati gets back in. It was a weird game. It was a weird game. Since he runs the ball on a Denver defense that hasn't allowed any run, you saw the Broncos can't move the ball, move the ball constantly, and then go back to can't move the ball yet again. I don't know. The Broncos have some issues on the defensive side of the ball. They need to get healthy at the linebacker position quickly. And the Broncos offensive line can't protect Peyton Manning. I don't care who you are. If you don't have protection, you're not going to be very good. That is just cut and dried. It is very, very easy. And the other thing to keep in mind with Peyton Manning, if he can't step into his throw and have a little bit of space there, he doesn't have the strong, the strong arm to, to gun it down the field. He's got to be able to step into that thing. If he's throwing off his back foot, like we saw, it's it's going to be a duck probably even if he steps into it, but at least it'll be an accurate duck. But when he doesn't have that space, when he doesn't have that room to step into the throw, then it's going to be a fluttering, wobbling, inaccurate duck. You would think with all the rain on Monday night, his ducks would have been a little bit more comfortable. Didn't work out that way. Now the Broncos have the Oakland Raiders coming to town. Uh, And and the Raiders, they're 3-12, and but keep this in mind. In their past five games, the Oakland Raiders, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I'll be honest. The Oakland Raiders have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Buffalo Bills. Now, that doesn't sound like a murderer's row, I understand. But keep in mind, those three teams were trying to get in the playoffs. They had something to play for. I'll give the Raiders this. They're being scrappy. Now, most of it has been at home. I-, I will say that. They're not quite the same on the road. Most of that has been at home when they have the, you know, the uh the, the local fans dressed up like Ewoks or whatever it is that they do back in Oakland. But that might be a-, a scrappy team. If Denver can beat the Oakland Raiders, they will clinch the number two seed in the AFC. They will get that first round bye. And let me tell you, they need that first round bye. Arizona, uh, you know, we kind of got scolded by Bruce Arians. Remember a, a couple weeks ago, they were getting ready to play the Rams. I think it was on Thursday night game and they went out and they beat the Rams with their third string quarterback, Ryan Lindley. We all went, Oh, wow. How did Arians do it? And Arians came out and he kind of scolded us all. And he said, yeah, don't, you know, don't underestimate the job we're doing here. And then they went out against Seattle and Seattle drug them up and down the field for four quarters. And I'm just wondering. Uh, can we doubt you now, Arians? Can we doubt you now with that third string quarterback? Cause I'm starting to doubt you a little bit. I don't know if they can beat San Francisco this week. And San Francisco looks like an awful team. They look terrible. I watched them against San Diego. And like I said, Colin Kaepernick forgot how to play. He, he, he needs to be just like a running back. Forget throwing it. He can't do it anymore. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, where's Jim Harbaugh going to end up? Where is Jim Harbaugh going to... They say there's an $8 million contract for him to go to the University of Michigan. $8 bucks. There's also talk that maybe there's a trade in the works and that San Francisco would trade him to Oakland. Which of those two would you rather have? Would you rather go to Oakland and coach the Raiders, a dysfunctional franchise with people dressed up as uh, Chewbacca in the stands, Or go to Michigan with a delusional franchise that thinks they should be, uh, a, a, you know, national championship team every year. I, I don't know, I don't know which one he goes with. And you know what's interesting to me? And we're going to talk a little more college football, uh, in just a minute, but with Michigan, Michigan is, is talking about the, the candidates that are out there that they're interested in. And they're just throwing everybody out there. I mean, they're, they're like, uh, Urban Meyer and Nick Saban and, uh, Paul Bear Bryant. And Joe Paterno. I mean, we're we're going after all the big all the big names. Okay, probably gonna end up with like the backup defensive coordinator from Cincinnati. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Harper is gonna do. Uh, he's he's got some decisions to make. I have heard. I have heard that his wife is calling the shots, and she wants to stay in the Bay Area. Maybe he ends up in Oakland going to see. It's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, Arizona at San Francisco this week, and it probably is Jim Harbaugh's final game as a head coach in San Francisco. Now, we talked earlier about Cincinnati uh, hosting the Broncos this past week. They they looked pretty well. Andy Dalton was eh, uh, adequate. I don't know if he was great. At Pittsburgh... Pittsburgh at home. I can't figure out Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one of the most schizophrenic teams I've ever seen. They will light a team up one week like the Colts, and then they will lose to the Buccaneers. I can't figure them out. Should be an interesting game right there, and uh, and Winner is going to have the inside track on getting into those playoffs. That's basically a playoff game right there. If you had to say right now, who would your NFL MVP be? Who would you give that MVP to? We're going to talk a little more about that next week. We're going to, in fact, we're going to break down with the, with the regular season ending. We're going to break down, uh, you know, some NFL awards. We're going to hand out a few awards. But who would your NFL MVP be? Do you give it to Tony Romo, who has actually this year done less than usual? Do, do you give it to DeMarco Murray, who is, who has put up some serious numbers? Granted, it seems like they could plug in someone else and he, he runs pretty well too, but. Do you give it to uh Russell Wilson? He's done some big things. Marshawn Lynch up at Seattle, do you give it to someone like that? What about Tom Brady? Doesn't that almost seem doesn't that almost seem like Rob Gronkowski is the MVP up there? I, we're going to talk about that a little more. Maybe you give it to J.J. Watt. They're like we talked about, you know, previously. They're putting J.J. Watt in at, at tight end. They put him over at running back. They might, you know, run him back at as kicker. Uh, they're trying to get J.J. Watt, a, a, you know, an MVP. Who do you MVP? Be? T- think about that because we're going to talk about that a little more next week. We're going to hand out some awards on the Daily Dose Sports Podcast next week. Let's talk a little bit of college football. I know we talked a little bit just now about the University of Michigan being delusional. Talking about the names that are on their hire list. They're throwing every name in the book out there. We'll see what they end up with. Hey, uh, Florida State quarterback Jameis Winston has been cleared of any wrongdoing. I know that's a shock. Uh, he actually had to go before a school panel, uh, you know, judges and everything there to, to kind of decide, did he break any school rules? We realized what happened in the court of law. Did he break any school rules? Would that be anything that was, uh, you know, something he could be suspended for something he could be expelled for, uh, anything like that. Needless to say, uh, they didn't find anything. They said there was a lack of evidence. I know. I'm shocked. Uh, if anything were to come out, I promise you it wouldn't have come out until after the national championship game anyway. Um, here's the problem with Jameis Winston and something to keep in mind. Uh, the Tallahassee Police Department didn't do this kid any favors. They didn't investigate. They didn't do a good job. They kind of just left a lot of things unturned and they just kind of let it kind of go. And well, no, I don't think we really need to look into it. No, he, he's playing well and he's a hometown. Yeah, let's just keep him going. They didn't do him any favors because that will always be a little bit over his head as far as, well, did they really investigate this or did they just let him skate? Now, if he truly is innocent, they didn't do him any favors. They really didn't because it looks, it looks like you're guilty because they kind of, you know, just covered it all over. They didn't investigate. Hey, don't forget. Don't forget that one of his boys, they say, had a tape or a video on his phone of what happened. And somehow that video disappeared. And somehow the police didn't even really ask for it. And they didn't even check into the cab that they rode home and to see who had had reserved that cab and who had paid for that cab. They didn't really do any of that. They didn't do him any favors with this stuff because it makes it look like a cover up whether it was or not didn't do him any favors. Uh head coach Jimbo Fisher continues to amaze me with his insensitivity talking about there's no victims, there's no crime. Jimbo, slow down. I I know you've got a big game. I know you've got a big game coming up against Oregon. Just shut up. Let let the police do their work and you say, "Hey, we're we're working with the, you know, we're working with the authorities and we're do-. Don't don't talk about no victims, no crime. Slow down. Speaking of Florida State, uh, Florida State, you know, they're getting ready for this January 1st Rose Bowl game against Oregon in the first ever college football playoff. Apparently, Florida State has not used up their tick, their ticket allotment yet. And this is one of the problems. I, I know this is, this is kind of weird, but this is one of the problems, uh, that is out there for college football playoff situation is what if you have a team like, say, Florida State, and they put them in a game, say, I don't know, in California, and no one goes. You have a very good chance of this Rose Bowl not being sold out. You may be looking at a playoff game, at a Final Four game, and seeing empty seats. There's a couple reasons for that. I mean, one, you don't know what teams are going to travel. What if you get a team that that consistently is not a great, you know, they're not the the Notre Dame, the Nebraska, the, the teams that just travel. What if you get a team that doesn't travel well very well at all? What if you know even a Baylor, TCU? Who knows how they would have traveled? If you get that situation and then you have them at a location that's not necessarily that convenient. Hey, if Florida State's playing in the Sugar Bowl, yeah, it's sold out. But you're sending them out to to the Pacific time zone. That's a little different. That's a little bit different. What if these games don't even get sold out? A little bit of a problem. And and the other thing to think about is, are people waiting? Are Florida State fans saying, hey, let's wait and see how they do in that first game? And then if they make it to the championship game, then we'll go see. Then we'll go watch. Then we'll show up in person. But let's kind of wait and see how they do in this one first. Because if they don't make it, then I don't want to waste the trip. Because that's a long ways away. Something to keep in mind. And when people start talking about, let's expand the playoffs. Let's get it to eight teams. Let's get it to 16 teams. Let's get it slow down. Because these are some of the logistical problems that are out there. If you can't travel and you can't sell out the stadium, you've got a problem. You've got a big problem. And TV might not want to show it. And then you've got another problem. A lot of things that you got to think about. Or maybe... Maybe a lot of fans are just afraid to being the same state at the same time with both Jameis and Sebastian Janikowski. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. The Miami Beach Bowl, you might have saw it the other night. And and we went through last week. If you missed it, we went through and looked at a couple of the bowl games uh, that you might want to keep an eye on. But the Miami Beach Bowl is one we didn't actually touch on. Uh, BYU 48, Memphis 55 in two overtimes. Actually, as bizarre as that is, that's not the story. The story was the huge brawl after the game. You know, Memphis runs out on the field to celebrate. BYU obviously is dejected. You get a couple guys bumping into each other. Now you've got some yelling. Now you've got some swinging. Now you've got some guys swinging their helmet at people. One guy's getting punched in the face. There is blood. Let me just throw out an idea to you. And, and I learned this as a, as a young, uh, a young, uh, admittedly very, very mediocre football player in high school. If there is an issue with fans or there is a fight, please, please, players, young players, if you're, if you're a high school player, or a college player, please listen to this. Put your helmet on and leave it on. That is my, that is my uh, rule for you. That is my advice for you. Put that helmet on and leave the helmet on because if something like this happens it, i mean it really does go back to the most uh, you know obvious reason that that human beings are a little bit nuts is the fact that we need helmets the fact that we we don't stop doing these things that we crash our head into things we just say let's wrap some padding around our our skull and still smash things you know into our heads it's amazing talk a little bit about the nba The uh, the Boston Celtics traded point guard Rajon Rondo to Dallas. Hey, Rondo has uh, some flaws, can't shoot a free throw to save his life, and doesn't always look like he wants to play defense, Uh, but he can improve the Dallas Mavericks if he plays. He is a guy that can distribute. He is the guy that when he wants to, he can get into the paint. He can drive in and he can break down your defense. That makes him so, so dangerous. I realize he can't shoot a lick. I get that. He goes to the free throw line. He'd be better off at this point just punting the ball up there. But Rondo can get in and break your defense down with the way he can attack the basket. He uh, great with the assist, great with the drive and dish. He can be good defensively when he wants to. Didn't it kind of look like with with Rondo the last couple of years, it looked like he was kind of just playing not to get hurt. He was kind of just playing, I don't want to say soft, but I wouldn't say, you know, he he plays a little bit reckless. He's a little bit, I mean, he's diving for loose balls. He's a hustler. Last couple of seasons, we haven't seen that. If he gets back to that style of play, he's going to help Dallas a lot. I won't quite put Dallas as the favorite in the West. I'm not quite there yet, but I'd put him at third or fourth. They could be very, very good if he comes out and plays like he's capable of playing. The Detroit Pistons cut forward Josh Smith this week. Cut him. And he, it wasn't like he did something wrong. It wasn't like he went out and got arrested or went, you know, San Francisco 49er and, and did whatever he did. It, it wasn't that. They just cut him. They just said, we're going to go in a different direction. And, and what that means is we're going to go away from you. That's what different direction means. He had a four-year, $54 million contract. And what that tells me, and, and here's the thing, they're talking about the Miami Heat are interested in Josh Smith. The Houston Rockets, the Dallas Mavericks are interested in Josh Smith. We may want to bring him in. He has a huge upside. Don't let him shoot too many threes, because he, he can't shoot out there. But when he is rebounding, when he is attacking the basket, he's capable of playing some defense. Make sure you play him at the right position. I'd, I'd rather see him at the three than the four. But what this tells me, if Detroit just flat out cuts you, There's something wrong. You might not have done anything wrong. There's something wrong. He's poison or something. Uh, Those teams, the Heat, the Rockets, the Mavericks, whoever might be interested in Josh Smith, be very, very careful. Be very, very careful. Because I'm telling you, you may think you're upgrading. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm going to give you a name. A lot of times teams think they're upgrading. Andrew Bynum. Do you remember the fiasco with Andrew Bynum? A team would look at him. Oh, he's big. He could help us here. He's a big man. He could rebound. He could do this. And for some reason, he shows up. And not only does he not play well, he somehow gets the rest of your team to be horrible too. That's the problem with bringing this. I don't think Josh Smith is quite as poisonous as an Andrew Bynum. But be very careful. That is buyer beware. That is buyer beware. I'd be careful with Josh Smith. Because this is the Christmas edition of the Daily Dose Sports podcast. We are going to break down, I'm going to give you, you know, everybody wakes up Christmas morning, you've got these ideas of here's some thing, you know, this would be nice if I got this or what if I got one of these and when, remember when you remember you're a little kid and you're so excited run downstairs to see what you had. I've got my Christmas wish list that I'm going to give to you just just a couple things to keep in mind and and if any any listeners out there just happen to be like oh yeah I can I can knock that out for you I would be very very appreciative but I've got a couple things that I just want to uh, put out there just a couple thoughts couple things that that I'm hoping Santa brings me this year so without further ado here is the daily dose sports podcast christmas wish list And and again, help me out if you can. Santa, I hope you're listening. First thing on my Christmas wish list, can we get a larger helmet for Peyton Manning? He takes that helmet off and he has that embedded bruise in that big head. And what I'm wondering, what if that helmet is so tight on his big nugget that that's what's weakening his arm? You know, like if you have... You have like a rubber band too tight around your finger and then the tip of your finger goes numb? What if it's that? I mean, what if his head is, I don't... Can we get him a a helmet that fits? I realize, I realize we're getting into a good-sized helmet for that head. I understand that. I realize you're trying to get a helmet on one of the Easter Island statues. I get it. But can we get him a helmet that fits? He takes off that helmet and I, I seriously, I feel like that thing on his forehead, it's... Okay, that's the first thing on my Christmas wish list. Second thing on my Christmas wish list, and this is a tough one. Santa, I, I realize I'm asking for a lot on this one. Can we please have neither the Patriots or the Seahawks in the Super Bowl this year? Both teams just get on my nerves. You know, it used to be. Do you remember back in like 80, 85 when the Patriots, they had Tony Eason and, and they made the playoffs and they get to the Super Bowl and then you you like felt sorry for them? And, and, and they, you know, the Bears went out and crushed them. And then they made the Super Bowl. What was that? Back in about, uh, 96. And they, they got beat by the Packers. And then they made the Super Bowl and, and, and Belichick and Tom Brady was young and a rookie. And they played, uh, who'd they have that year? Uh, the, uh, the Rams. They played the, the, the St. Louis Rams. And you were like, Oh, I wish they could just stay in the game. And somehow they won it. And, and we were all kind of excited for the Boston area. And oh, well, you guys have been terrible for years. So here's this and now i i'm just so tired of of the patriots i'm just i'm sick of them and tom brady now he, you get near him on a on a pass rush and he starts crying and we've seen him flop like a soccer player he's just he's wearing uggs he's wearing uggs and like got his hair done at the style i'm just, i'm kind of sick of the patriots and then the the seahawks you know, I kind of like aspects of them. They're just kind of getting on my nerves, always talking about how great they are and beating their chest. And we got that whole 12th man thing going up in Seattle. Notice we haven't, we haven't heard as much about the 12th man this year because they finally won something that mattered. Remember every year, Seattle and Kansas City were having this battle of who the loudest fans were because let's face it, neither one of them has really won anything. And and then, I mean, yes, I, I know the, I know Chiefs fans, slow down. I know back when Len Dawson was playing and you had leather helmets, I realized you won that post-Civil War matchup. But since then, neither one of you has won anything. So you were having these, oh, we're louder than you are. Oh, we're louder than you are. I mean, we have nothing else to do. It's not like we're winning. And now that Seattle has won, they're kind of like, oh, that was kind of stupid, wasn't it? I'm just sick of both these teams. Santa, can we get both these teams knocked out? I don't want to see either one of them. I don't know who it's going to be, but I don't want either one of them. Another thing I want, I was watching Monday Night Football with the Bengals and the Broncos this last week. I want John Gruden to be John Gruden. Can you stop? Can you stop just telling me how great every single guy is? I want John Gruden to be like, Andy Dalton, what, what are you doing here? You're looking out, you you throwing to a receiver, you're hanging him out to dry. What are you doing? What do you think? I want John Gruden to be John Gruden. I don't want you just to pump every single, now that guy, that guy's great. Not every guy's great, John. He's a smart guy. I want him to... Can you show it? I want the Cincinnati Bengals, speaking of that game, I want them coming to Denver in the playoffs. I want a rematch with that team. I've never seen a team that has a history of just being hideous pat themselves on the back more than I saw the other night. These guys are celebrating after like, uh, you know, it it was like second and three and they pick up the first down and they're jumping up and running up and down and, and pounding their chest... Really? And, and I don't want to be the old guy. Oh, stop with those celebrations and get off my lawn. I don't want to be that guy. But can you at least make a good play before you celebrate? The, the big kick return. They had the interception. They were getting taunting penalties. And what, what are you doing? Settle down, Cincinnati. I hope you come to Denver. I think we desperately would like a piece of you again. Um, I want here, here's a couple more things. I want the, the Thursday NFL games to change. Either get rid of them, because the Thursday night games are usually terrible, or you only have to play a Thursday night game the week after your bye week. That way we get a little bit better product. And you know, to do this, all you have to do is extend the season by one week and make it an 18-week season. You bump the bye weeks out, and you could make Thursday night games be a little bit more decent, and then you'd get the bye week. It wouldn't be quite as painful. These Thursday night games are bad, and they need to get better. I want Major League Baseball to institute a pitch clock. And you've got 15 seconds to get that next pitch up. And if there's no pitch, then that's automatically a ball. And if the batter steps out of the box and he wants to readjust his wristband and take off his glove and take off his shoes and put his shin guard back on and then put his hat back on, put his gloves back on, get his wristbands just right, and then get it. I realize you want TV time, but if you take more than those 15 seconds and you're not ready, then I get to plunk you and it counts as an out. Now that I'm watching, I'm watching that. That would be entertaining. I would, I would want to see that. Last thing I want on my Christmas wish list is very, very simple. And this I I bring to you listeners of the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. Go download the sports podcast and put it on the sports fans mobile device in your life. I want some more listeners. I want a few more people listening to the podcast. Go tell a friend about the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. Let them know they need to be listening because the more listeners we get, the better off it's going to be. We're going to get better. Hey, getting ready to close this out, but just before we we get done, I just wanted to give you uh, our Daily Dose. We do this we do this every single week. Our Daily Dose top five. Uh, I gave you my Christmas list. You guys have an idea of some of the things that I, that I want that I'm hoping to find under the tree. But this week, because it is the Christmas edition, because we have a little bit of the holiday edition, you know, I was thinking about Christmas songs. And I was thinking about, you know, there's a lot of Christmas songs that are out there. And I told you last week, some of them are terrible. You know, a lot of, you know, I like, I like some Christmas music, but when they start playing, when I have to hear like Santa Baby performed by like Iggy Azalea, I'm looking for an ice pick to stick in my ear. Uh... I've got some NFL inspired Christmas songs that I wanted to, I wanted to put out for the top five this week. So in light of Christmas, in light of this being Christmas Eve and tomorrow is the big day, I decided, uh, we're going to give you the daily dose top five NFL inspired Christmas songs. Are you ready? Are you ready? Number five on our Christmas song list that is, is inspired by the NFL. This is for the Dolphins. This is for the Bills this is for the Eagles, this is for the 49ers, and this is for you know the Saints. I'll be home for Christmas. They're not going to the playoffs. We all know that. So that is our, our number five on the list. I'll be home for Christmas just for those special teams that are out there. Number four on our list of NFL-inspired Christmas songs, Cutler the Red-Nosed Backup. Yes, Jay Cutler got benched a week ago in favor of a quarterback that had one of the worst ratings, I believe, of all time, Jimmy Claussen. Clausen actually came in and played pretty good, but he got hurt in the loss to the Lions. Our number four on our list of NFL-inspired Christmas songs, Cutler, the red-nosed backup. Number three on our list, you know, we've all heard the old hymn, uh, Angels We Have Heard on High. You know, I was thinking about Josh Gordon with the Cleveland Browns. Had a little bit of problem with some, you know the marijuana thing, and he was suspended for a good portion of the season. So we're going to call this one Josh Gordon We Have Heard Gets High. That is our number three on our list. Now, our number two, uh, I told you earlier that it's reached a point with me with Tom Brady, it kind of gets on my nerves. He's wearing the Uggs. He's got the wife, whatever, telling people how they should play football. I don't know. Tom Tom just kind of gets on my nerves. So our number two on our list of top NFL-inspired Christmas songs, I Saw Tommy Kissing Santa Claus. Our number one, Daily Dose top five NFL-inspired Christmas song. Are you ready? Are you ready for the number one on our list? (laughs) Peyton got run over by a Bengal. That's it. That's our number one. Daily Dose top five NFL-inspired Christmas song for the week. Hey, like I said, we do have a different week for you this week. Maybe you're a long-time listener. Maybe you're just catching up on the show and you're new to the show. We'll get you caught up this week to the style of sports that we like to talk here at The Daily Dose. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Dose on your Tuesday. For all of you that share the show, thank you so much. It is very, very appreciated. I have to say thank you to JSP. JSP could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.